All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. He plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast, part trois. This is David Smith. <laughs> Scott Weeby. I did it. Yes, he did. Brian Shusko. If people are listening to our episodes in order of release this week, they will understand why we laughed at that. That's right. Why I laughed at that anyway. Absolutely. It takes a lot to get Brian to laugh. You ever notice that? He laughs every now and then. He tells the jokes. I I literally have to say something so stupid that he will chuckle slightly. Yeah, like, but it's like, but it it might even be a courtesy chuckle. Exactly. Yeah, or it's like like so indignant. Like, how? Why would you even dare to say that out loud? It's got to be like his standards really high. As a friend of mine said recently, uh, there was a uh, it's the famous (laughs) one of the Seinfeld episodes where uh, Jerry has a girlfriend who won't laugh at his jokes. Right. And all she ever says is, that's funny. <laughs> See, it's the break. Which then... What's the, bad is that the, I do that to my wife and it drives her crazy. The show Scrubs had that exact same storyline. Exactly yeah. the same Of course thing. they did. Yeah. So it was just funny to know that that was... But that, that makes me think of that. Oh, that's amazing. Eventually everything For sure. probably comes back to Seinfeld or The Simpsons it, at it some point. Absolutely. Anyway. So always anyhow, comes back to The Simpsons. Actually, what are we doing here? Today? I actually almost interrupted you in our last episode of the week to mention something about The Simpsons because I felt like there was something relevant to there. But oh. I knew that you would... Anyway. That, would have, that time, would have derailed... Even more. If there's one thing that's going to get me off of stats, it's, it's the Simpsons. It's bringing the Simpsons into yeah. it, for sure. Oh, that's a line to remember. All right, so so far this week, if you've been paying attention, we've told you what we're doing for Game Week 35. We've also told you what you need to be paying attention to as you set your lineups for Game Week 35. Yes. Now we're going to talk about the nonsense of what has been so far Game Week 34. Let's do it. This is where the segments are going to happen and my random storylines. When you watch a Premier League match, Yeah. It doesn't usually take much to find something worth talking about, even if it's not very FPL relevant. Okay. So that's what Fair. I'm going to bring to this episode. Okay, I love that. I love yeah. this. All right, so the weekend started. Oh, do I need to? We haven't no. swung it to you at all this week, have we? To no. kick us off. No, we? no, we did not do it. Not one time. Oh. You kind of, but not, not, the, not in the formal, not the formal way that we usually do it. Well, Let's Brian, talk about the, the storylines of Game Week 34 so far. There we go. I've been away for far too long, apparently. All right, so the weekend started, Dave, in in, in epic fashion for you. Arsenal 3, United 1. Uh, absolutely. I called my wife and I said, don't worry, Arsenal 1. My day is saved. Okay. So, <laughs> Isn't like, it funny? I had such a great I Sunday. don't like my team playing at the 730 match. <laughs> and it's so dumb. So often this season, go back and look at start times. Arsenal's either been the first game of the, of the week or that Monday or Tuesday game. 
Like, they've either been first or last, and it's just been brutal, yeah. and I hate that. Well, no, and, and the club's result has a far greater impact on My, your emotional oh, well-being so I, I, I've never than it felt, should. I've never felt more of an – not invalid. I've never felt more um, where I couldn't – I didn't know how to answer a question without feeling completely childish. When my wife said, why does it matter to you so oh, much? Man. Scott, I was like, uh, uh, mm, uh, I'm just hemming and hawing. And I never did give her a good answer. No, because you, you have to be in it to know it. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I tried to get my family in it, actually. My, my four children and my wife are really pushing hard for us to get a puppy. Mm. Something we've never done. Oh, wow. Mm. You're feeling that, too? Yes. Don't talk to me because... <laughs> My wife tells me last night, she's like, oh, guess what? Cat, one of our friend's fathers, just had a litter of golden doodles. Oh. Anything and, that ends in doodle. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. Do you know what I did, Dave? So I said, so we be will care- get a- Don't mention that to your wife. No, I, I won't. Thank you. Um, really regretting you mentioning it on mic. But anyway, it's fine. She, she doesn't listen. Not often. Okay. Um, God help us. I said... One time, recently, I said, if we get a puppy, there are two conditions first. The first one is... Doesn't shed. Nope. Okay. The first one is, his name has to be Yergi. Okay. And two, Stop. it's only going to happen after all of you watch every Liverpool match with me for and, a season. And none of them have even come close, <laughs> I mean, right? my son is in now. Okay. I've gotten my eight-year-old son That's in. That's a huge standard. Uh, well, that I means that's I don't, setting a bar high so that Dave, it will never be Dave, met. I don't want a puppy. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I know. I, but, I have children. Why do I need a puppy? But I, I get exactly it. right. But I bring this up because if they actually do that, they'll be in with me. Yeah. And they'll understand why my emotional well being is affected by the result. For sure. Of a Merseyside Derby. For sure. And on Sunday, I was thrilled. But we'll get yeah. to that. Okay. So, All right. Arsenal defeats United to start the game week. Oh, loving it. When Nuno Tavares scored, yeah, and then went into the within like the the third or fourth minute. What sure. minute was it? Oh I, my I, gosh, it, doesn't it was even wicked matter, early, Dave. It doesn't even matter. It, well, it always matters. It, uh, matters. It matters to you and you alone. But the third minute, I was third right. minute, it was great, early. Great. I'm glad that you figured that it was out for effing us. wicked early. I was gonna say. I love when I make my kids like watch it with me, and when I start screaming, like it scares them. I love that yeah. because they should be paying attention. Closer, so they're not surprised right. when I scream. Yes. Anyways. No, I get it. When Liverpool scored their first game, their first goal against Everton this past weekend, I yelled. Yeah. And my children all ran over to see what was happening. As you should. This is not okay. When Nuno scored, he went into that classic knee slide celebration. I knew you were going to mention this. You know, Brian, he fell over early. He's not a he, he's not a massive goal scorer. He seriously messed up the turf. He did not commit to the full sprint run. He did a half sprint. <laughs> he hit a dry patch. <laughs> then hit the one it dry looked patch. like he hit a dry patch. Yeah, and for sure. absolutely tumbled over as he tried to knee slide Scott. He was inexperienced. Scott, that was an inexperienced <laughs> knee slide. Sprinklers no didn't joke. hit that spot. He's probably been the laughing stock. I mean, his teammates have probably given him a wicked hard time the rest of no, the week about but that. But you should feel good about this. The omens are all in your favor because if this was truly an Arsenal moment here, okay. Nuno would have gotten hurt. 
on that sure. slide. Sure. The of fact course. that it didn't happen means everything is looking good for Arsenal. That's only because they keep getting younger. They're the youngest team in the league, <laughs> so they just have a bunch of youth. It's harder to get hurt. So I that's get that. good. All right. Also relevant to this match, but also applies. But can we continue to talk about this match? Because this is fun. No. Arsenal slammed. No, no, no. United. We're, d- we're done here. Oh, no, shit. we're done here. Okay. This, this is not an analytical. You don't want to bring up Granite Jaka? Scoring. <laughs> Is he in again? No. Are you, are you I, thrilled with him? I, I mean, I, I hope he's done after this. Season. Was this his grand we, finale? We didn't it talk about him in the last podcast about budget midfield options, but Jaka's four point eight. I just wonder: is he going to score any more like forty yard rockets? Is there any more bangers oh, in the we, on the cards? We for all kind of know that that's in his bag. Okay, okay. If he's he's before, make sure. Yeah. I'm not counting. He's not okay, a transfer option. Is What's what more saying. likely? He is nailed. As a starter. Yes, okay. That's but all. what's more likely to be higher? His number of red cards for the rest of the season or his number of 40-yard bangers? Mm. I tell you, Scott. That, that might be a, I don't I might take jinx a draw it. on that one. Scott, I don't <laughs> want to jinx it. It's been a while since he's had a yellow. It's Arsenal. Okay, fair enough. It's Arsenal. It's tough for me to argue that. I'm just telling you, even for Xhaka, the guy who I hope doesn't come back next year, even for him, it's been a while since there's been a yellow card, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast. Although he had a yellow card against United, yeah. So yeah, don't worry I, about that. Okay, I'm gonna cast a, a an eye ahead a little bit to the Chelsea West Ham match, while I still keep a foot in the Arsenal United match. All Star listener Ben was on it in our Slack workspace. We talked about how it was a bad week for the hop, skip, and jump penalty kick takers. Yeah. That is very true. Bruno missing one here. I loved it, by the way. That he missed? Oh, my gosh. Bruno F. Screw Bruno. Uh, Ramsdale was practically. We don't talk about Bruno. Ramsdale was almost like, he was almost Ace Venturaing in hey, his you know crotch what? right I, at Bruno's so thigh. I love, I love that that happened. I know that, that League Ben, and, and look, I love it when uh, our Slack channel's vocal. Everyone's opinions matter. League Ben, I disagreed with his opinion when he gave it, but I love that he gave it. He was like, what's Ramsdale, Ramsdale doing? Ramsdale Yeah, like Ramsdale yeah. made the save. What I loved about that moment was the fact that that we don't know if there was anything said before the, before the pen. We also don't know if Ramsdale did something funny to make Bruno change his mind last second and therefore miss. And then we also don't know, who cares? He missed. Ramsdale's like given energy to the crowd, to to Arsenal fans, to the Arsenal team to get up. We got this. Let's go. I was gonna say I thought like, that uh, didn't Men and Blazers. I think they retweeted somebody who was in the stadium just to say like, "Hey, right now, the stadium is like rocking. Like the the atmosphere here is amazing. Is electric. Yeah. That 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 is. How many times has that happened? Like it feels like it's built to that. Like right. The season has been such a roller coaster with now, like, you know, the climb now here at the this end of this guy, season. I, I don't want to poo poo it, and we can move on because this means nothing about nothing. But all the, the Aaron Ramsdale, to a transfer that all, most of us mocked with how much money. Well, he just, he's Arsenal playing. bought him from Bournemouth, Scott. He just kept playing was, for no, a relegated. Was, was it Bournemouth? Was it? Yeah, it was Sheffield. Bournemouth. He was Sheffield. It was Sheffield or end, Bournemouth yeah. or whoever. Yeah, that's the thing. He kept playing for relegated clubs. But he's been amazing. He has come for in. Arsenal. He's been amazing, and not yes. only that, it's his attitude and what he shows up with, and the bravado that he brings. 
It raises the level of the entire team and arguably the stadium, and it mattered even in a moment where he didn't even make a save that Bruno just missed wide. It mattered in that moment, and Arsenal wins 3-1. We will talk. This is a teaser for future episodes. Keep listening to our podcast. We will talk about the Ten Hag appointment at Manchester United and what that might mean Eric for the club. Ten Hag? Yes, new manager for next season at How United. How would you say that, Brian? Well, we'll find out. I think so. Okay. It's good enough for now. All right. But here's the thing. There's a lot that's unknown about how this is going to work because I think this squad is going to look a lot different next season. Scott, did you not see the rumors that, that Ten Hag has already said before he signed that he would remake the entire starting 11? He should. Yeah. He should. Absolutely should. I know he should. So we'll talk more about that, but there's also a lot left to be decided before we can even speak with any true. Uh, expertise on what this looks like. Let's talk about City 5, Watford 1. You mentioned it earlier uh, already in one of our episodes this week that this match provided a quarter pounder. The FPL America quarter pounder. That's what the name we've given to First a four-goal match. All season, we get a, finally get a quarter pounder for someone. True. I, Pretty... I can guarantee it's the first time I've mentioned quarter pounder all season. Okay. Go back and look. All right. Good good luck looking, but I can promise you Control this. Control F, quarter <laughs> pound. Nope, I don't see it in my notes. The only if FPL steals Scott, quarter there's pounder. Like three people that are are could possibly score a quarter pounder. And they all Number play for one, City. Harris Kane. All right, yeah. Number two, I guess, Gabriel Jesus, Salah, <laughs> and then Jamie Vardy. No did one you, else is coming three? close to a did quarter pounder. Did you say three people who could score a quarter pounder and they gave us four names? I There's at f- least three. A quarter, quarter pounder. Other than Gabriel Jesus, who right. no one would have picked to no. actually score a quarter and pounder. And that's where you look at the end of the season, and you know those 24 points are going to add up to some overall score that's going to completely inflate what anyone would have gotten from him if you'd owned him. Because no one had him for these 24 points. And now, and now a whole bunch of people are having And him. they're going to be disappointed for the rest of the season, guaranteed. Yeah. I do want to give out the Brad Guzan Award for Courage okay. to Ben Foster. Okay. You automatically enter into consideration for this podcast award when you give up five goals or uh-huh. more. He obviously gave up five goals. Yes. Uh, those five goals uh, were scored uh, with eight shots on target. There were 21 total shots taken at Ben Foster. Yeah. That's a lot. That is a lot. And uh, and he unfortunately contributed to one of the goals where he you know tripped Jesus yeah. and then gave up the penalty kick to him. Uh, it was a bad day for Ben Foster. Ben Foster was yelling a lot at his teammates. He was I, I think he was yelling at fans. He was yelling at anybody that he could just out of sheer <laughs> yeah. frustration. Uh-huh. And that is why I want to give him a little bit of a boost by awarding him the Brad Guzan Award for Courage. Very nice of you, Scott. Thank you. Ben Foster was under fire. Uh, does Jesus st- – I mean, seriously, does, it, like, does he stay – is that enough – like, is four goals, does that keep you in the starting 11? <laughs> no, nothing keeps you in the starting 11. Perhaps starting 11 is, like, the most hilarious thing you can say because it isn't, is, there just isn't that. Yeah. I, I just don't know. Hey, Jesus to the to Gunners. I know. Big is rumor. Is this a thing? That's a, a big, huge rumor. It's a big that rumor. That was a huge rumor before. before Honestly. The, before it, the quarter pounder. I was going to say, really? that was headed into the match. I haven't that heard was one this. one of the big Who, stories that was out there. But who's better? Lacazette or Jesus? I'd take the youth guy, maybe. 
I, I think don't know Jay that it's has, I think Jesus has shown more knack for scoring actual goals. <laughs> what does Lacazette, Lacazette score? Lacazette scores, what, four goals? Jesus has seven in the season, but, dude, his starts are just weird. I know. They're not well, starting him that pet. way. That's, I just, that's what I'm saying. If he's in the starting lineup with Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard, Lacazette's Smith goals Rowe, in the season are four. So, Jesus has outscored him on the season. Yeah, well, in this match, Titus <laughs> scored this one game. This this is similar to the uh, James Ward Prowse scored ten percent of his points in one yes. match. Did yeah. you know he had fifteen fantasy points this week? That is crazy. <laughs> and, Th- and, you didn't any, and you no, didn't get I, any. No, amazingly, of I didn't know that. Yeah, you didn't get any Stupid. of this. JWP um, was awesome. This week. <laughs> Dave, you mentioned that there's matches that took place this past week that don't need much describing. I did. Wait, Lacazette's not staying at Arsenal. I thought that's. I feel like his. Uh, I feel like the way he's talked is just. I think there's a very just, small chance that he. So does Jesus stay. is the lock. Is that replacement? He could if he decides that he wants to be the the Giroux guy, who who just is the uh, the thirty minute guy who comes in and wants to be like the, you know, the Mark Noble. Doesn't figure he think the, he's better than that? I feel if like he, he wants to be an LRD, is he though? He's like thirty one. I was gonna say, is he like thirty one? I don't he know. Go, he can go to France and do something for Lyon. That's what Marseille. I mean. I think that's the thing. He's already French. You yeah. want to go back to France. He's already yeah. French. Like, like that changed? Like, <laughs> well, he's already French, so, I mean. No, like. No, it's, but, but seriously. It's just that certain guys, like. He's 30. All right, so is, is Arsenal going to re-sign him? He would go to Lyon and score 15 goals for This them. does set up to him going to Marseille or Lyon, wherever he his home club is, if only there was a way we could know. And I you knew everything about everything for your team. It's Leon. He he's a Leon guy, and so if he goes back to Leon and plays for three years in the last three, like that, that is a nice ending to the career. That does seem like that could be the the path for the way he finishes. Regular starter Gabriel Jesus with this young Arsenal core, if they have somebody who is a a controller, if they can get somebody to wrangle that talent on the pitch, I mean. That's a great, that's a great front four that they can throw out there in sure. any match. It's true. I'd be pumped for that. All right, moving on to the match. Gabriel's twenty-five. It's awesome. Yeah. he's about to come into his prime. He just needs maybe some more starts. Maybe. Hey, he doesn't. He doesn't miss gaffers like Jay's. Like uh, well, I was going to say, there are so many city fans. I feel like that is the dividing line for so many city fans. Is that they? There's well, so ha- many that want Holland's to move. Want to move on from Sterling. Holland's coming and, in, and a lot of city. The the other side of the coin of that is city fans who are saying like, we're ready to move on from a guy who's in his prime. He's like entering and is just now getting to the point where he's like the peak of his abilities, and we're just like gonna. We're willing to just sell him for no. let for whatever we can get for him at this point. Like, right? It seems like just because he's had a bit of a down year that everyone's like, ah, forget Raheem. Sterling. And I don't like, know. Oh yeah, I'm with you. Anyway, matches where I was watching and I was thinking these might be more interesting next season were Leicester Villa mm-hmm. and Palace Leeds, and I know both of them were nil nil results, but at the same time, these are clubs that maybe Leeds are playing for something, but the rest of them. It would surprise me if they played nil-nil draws for the rest of the season. I feel like that this is where, just in the last couple podcasts, where we've said, like, you can't watch Leeds, especially since Jesse, since end of Bielsa, beginning of Jesse Marsh. 
that you haven't that it isn't immediately associated with relegation. I feel like that has not been the case with Aston Villa. And then you look at the points. To me, that's why I just I just it has seemed like Villa has just been clear and safe, and we just kind of forgot the fact that they were that they're fine. Everything's fine, and they're only three points ahead of Leeds. And yeah. Leeds has constantly been in like the they battled their way back out of the relegation fight, and now they're now they're clear of you know they're clear of everybody this else. This was a good below. draw for Leeds. I, I just and I, Calvin I just, Phillips is back in the lineup for them, yeah. so that's massive. Like he's their guy. If Calvin yeah. Phillips is healthy, Leeds is formidable. When Villa sacked Dean Smith and went to Steven Gerrard, do you think this is where they saw themselves ending up? They couldn't possibly have thought that. Dean Smith, Scott, could have gotten them to this. <laughs> he did. That's why he got sacked. They weren't in the bottom three, I don't think, when he got sacked. They were just above it, which is where they are right now. I just think That's it's, I just think it's Dean wild. Dean Smith could have got them to this. Dean I've... Smith was frustrated when he got sacked because he was like, really? I can get this club into the top ten. You just have to give me the chance, but you didn't. And maybe he was wrong because Steven Gerrard is clearly not able to do that. But at the same time, maybe maybe it was a bad – I mean, if there's a club that sets the example on how to make bad managerial decisions, it's Watford, right? They let Zisco go. What, what were they? Mid-table. Now they're about to be relegated from the Premier League. I asked that. What it was last week? I just said, "How much longer does Roy Hodgson have?" Right, you did because he because Watford they they oh no, no. T- they toss they'll, out managers like like old garbage. He'll he'll get he'll. Nah, I actually can't guarantee he'll get to the end of the season, but it's not going to be about this season. It's going to be about who leads them in the championship next. I, I I will say this just while we're briefly on Leeds, since Jesse Marsh took so has taken over. Uh, say his full name. American legend Jesse Marsh. Not legend, but okay. Is it March? Marsh? Marsh. Marsh. Rafinha has turned into who? Yeah. Rafinha's gone. Rafinha's he's out been of, playing for No, them. but Rafinha's out of there. Yeah, he's, he's played been, 90 mentally, minutes this past he's, week. He's out. mentally checked out. He's not he's playing. He's trying to that. not get hurt? He, yeah, Is probably. that Liverpool's Rafinha? Uh, hopefully. <laughs> it's somebody else. It's somebody I'll else. Take it. It's somebody I'll take else. It. It's somebody else's Rafinha. Um, you think that Leicester is still interesting? No. I'm so bored by but you're every Leicester. Villa Leicester could be. You said more interesting. More interesting next, next year. But just, that's what I'm saying. Like because I, next year when they play, it might be eighth place Leicester against ninth place Villa. Are they interesting? No. Is Leicester an interesting? Not team? right now. They're not. I just don't. I the don't know. The only thing I find myself paying attention to is how much Dewsbury Hall looks like little Mads. They are. They are. They seem fine. They're, they're fine, they, exactly. They've been so fine for so long. They're that cousin that that is over for every holiday, but you never hardly ever talk to them because they have nothing to say. Yeah, I, I just don't well, know about Scott, that. you just hurt a lot of people's feelings. <laughs> yeah. No, hey, I, just, I just described so, everybody's hey, family say, dynamic. So sorry, Scott's cousins. <laughs> you know who would help, help Arsenal out next year is Rafinha, Brazilian, and Jesus, oh my Brazilian. Oh, gosh. We're 25 not, and we're, 25. Hey, Dave, two Dave. 25-year-olds coming in. Alert. We're done with Arsenal oh. for this week. Um, just a quick note on Leicester, not that we need to belabor this, but Leicester, something I thought are. that was interesting is that this was their match against Villa was their 50th game played this season. Yeah, thanks, Europa Conference League. Wow. I, I just, like, Brendan Rodgers is actively saying 
we are tired. Normally, that's like an unspoken acknowledgement. Are they even training? We don't have the roster to accomplish this. But then you factor in all of like the, <laughs> the injuries, injuries that, they've, yes. that they've piled up oh, all season. Lee. It's the reason why, like you know, we said, they're playing Roma on Thursday. Then they got to turn right around on Sunday and go to, go to Tottenham. I don't know. I mean, this we can talk about Tottenham in a second, but just that, like Harry Kane, at least is saying the right things coming into this to this match. I just he want just I, shut his mouth. I just wonder about this uh, Leicester team the rest of the season. Like we've already said, I I have plenty of questions about why you want to own any of these players for FPL purposes. But I don't want to go to. Spurs yet. I want to go to Everton. Okay. I want to. I want to build on the Jesse Marsh point that we're making with Leeds and move to Everton's Frank Lampard. I think that something has stood out for me this season more than any other season I've watched the Premier League. When you make a late season managerial change, which Burnley has now done too, okay, and mm-hmm. we've seen that it has been successful to Everton's detriment, right? Yeah. I think you're doing that, but you really need two things from your late-season managerial change or the the manager you bring in. I think the first thing that that new guy has to be able to do is provide strong defensive shape for for your club. We said that last week, that that's the one thing that Burnley has that almost all these other teams do not have is that they have a strong defense. Yes, and that is credit to, I think that was... They've been spending time in the gym. I think it was one of the Robbies. It was either one of the Robbies or it was, uh, who's the guy? It's uh, Jamie Higginbotham. Johnny Higginbotham. Danny. Danny Higginbotham. (laughs) Jimmy Higginbotham said it, has said it repeatedly. No, just that, that that has been one of the things that has been said is that if you're not strong defensively, it's not going to work no matter right. what you do. Per- exactly. And That's Burnley the have the personnel to do it. But there's an underrated second quality that that manager also needs to have. He's got to be able to be the emotional person that the club needs to get over the hump. The relegation zone sucks you in like it's quicksand. And emotion seems to be the thing that can pull you out. You've got to have a rah-rah guy who's going to emotionally inspire these guys and connect with them to be able to bring them out of the relegation zone. And can I tell you, Frank Lampard is not that guy on either front. No, it doesn't seem like it. Frank Lampard looks like one of Kurt Zuma's cats when he's standing on the touchline. Am I allowed to say that? (laughs) Holy crap, dude. And I think I say controversial stuff sometimes. But you know what I'm saying? That man is incapable of smiling. He's dour. Yeah. He's morose. He's brooding. Yeah. He's not a rah-rah guy by any stretch of the imagination. I just learned five words, Brian. Well, what the hell? You knew dour. Morose? Brooding, at least. What? I knew brooding. Yeah, I agree. He's hilarious. Uh, not just here. hilarious for Everton now. He was hilarious at the end of Chelsea. Uh, he's a hilarious manager. By yeah. hilarious, you mean whatever the opposite of hilarious is. Hilarious for me. Hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. I just think that whatever that experiment was. By the way, you know that like, I'm on record, right, as being very anti-Frank Lampard this whole time. Yes. Yes, this is something. My you guys feeling, know. my memory of it is yes, that that is you're not e- lying when Everton, you say that. Everton unfortunately might have sealed their fate the moment they hired Frank Lampard. Anyway, 
Um, I think I saw somebody say, just like, just ask the question of, are Everton fans still blaming Rafa Benitez for some reason for <laughs> their for their be. failure? They shouldn't be. Um, I think Rafa could have gotten them out of this. First of all, can I, uh, I on this match specifically though, Everton did have some chances. Anthony Gordon. They, had some they were frustrating minimum for a long time. Yeah. Was it a penalty? Did did Matip foul Gordon? I I have is, expected is it. Is Lampard right? Yeah. If yeah. that's Salah getting that thing. Oh no, Salah doesn't get that call. Salah doesn't get any calls this season. Salah's not getting any calls. If this, it's if it's this the, sounds like the kind of controversy controversy that Dave normally wades into r- with, really with, dude. with full Salah, waders on. Solid twenty nineteen. Really Solid twenty nineteen got those calls. Solid twenty twenty two is not getting Come those on, calls. Dude. That that little how many how Egyptian. many problems has Salah drawn this season? <laughs> that little any he hasn't had a lot. It no. feels like he hasn't had many. That's my point. If anything, it seems like the that referees Egyptian, are discriminating against him. That Although, Egyptian sun god has been getting all the calls he wants to over the past you however many years. You need to refresh your knowledge, There sir. have been multiple times this season where I've thought, did the griping about Salah being a diver finally get to him? Yes. He seems like he's been very honest about a lot of plays well, uh, that maybe yeah. he wasn't before. Well, and when he goes and down, I, he's not getting calls. I can't think. Ever. Like, he's very smiley about getting fouled or giving fouls, which I like that. I think that's fantastic. I would want to see that. Sure. But to me, it seems like there are times where it the the it, there are times it seems like the rule has always been you know, if you feel something, fall. Like, yeah. Fall, if you feel contact, you you force the – we said it forever. You sure. You force the, official, the referee to Which make Anthony a decision. Which Anthony Gordon did in this match. Right. They got a yellow I, card I just, for it. Right. And so I just wonder, like, that. it just seems like that's – it felt like a legitimate gripe. Yeah. Was Mane lucky not to get more when he's put hands on Allen's face? Did you see that? I feel like that was one of the plays. It was in the scuffle after – so uh, when Richarlison, which Richarlison did what he does best in this match, lay on the ground. Yeah. So when he's laying on the ground after he, t- he tweaked the ankle, he, he legitimately did. I mean, he did have, it was something he was laying there for treatment for 40 seconds or but whatever right. it was. So, right. The Corey comes in yeah, and yeah, clears yeah, out, you know, yeah. clears out Fabinho. Fine, turns into a, in that, in that scuffle, yeah, you get the clear, he got a yellow for it. Yep. That seems like it's worse than a yellow. I don't know. By letter of the law. Maybe. Slapping somebody. I don't know. I think you might be right. Uh, to me, it was such a non-issue in that whole context. Yeah. I thought, you know, Graham Lasso, I'm on record for more than this season to say that, you know, NBC needs to get rid of him. Mm. And, but he had his best match here in this season, I think. He was absolutely spot on with this. When you know, Richarlison was I left on the pitch. I believe what I'm hearing. Richarlison was left on the pitch for a long time. Play carried on. Decore had to get the yellow card yeah. to stop the play because Stuart Atwell. I mean, Graham Lasso said it. You cry wolf one too many times, you're not going to be believed when you actually are hurt, which Richarlison probably was here. The hilarious uh, statement of the match was. Even his own players didn't believe exactly. him. Exactly. Graham yeah. Lasso even said that. His own players <laughs> probably don't even believe he's hurt yeah. at this point, which is so true. Huh. So, yeah, no, I, I feel no sympathy for – I mean, and if I'm not going to feel sympathy for Richarlison, the next Everton player I'm going to feel sympathy for, the least amount of sympathy for is Allen. So he's fine. 
I just thought we talked about it already. Anthony Gordon has been this kind of performer for a lot of matches this season. Dave, to your point, last yes. podcast it has not resulted in a ton of fantasy points. However, I mean, it just seems like the one guy. No, what's the award? He's the give? one guy, like the club player of the year. The yeah. clubs vote on or whatever. Anthony Gordon is Everton's player of the year. Yeah. By the way, he not that it matters because it hasn't mattered, but fantasy wise, in fantasy midfielder points, he's tied for their team lead with with with, with, with Damari Gray again. Gray at one point was relevant, Scott. I know that you loved way to back own him. in the Rafa days. I did yeah. not. It was own a while him. ago. But yeah. bottom line is he. Anthony Gordon has kind of plugged and trugged his way up the fantasy scoring for Everton. I'm just, I am not going to him. Honestly, at 4.6, he's a good enabler. But I'm just saying, that kid's a stud, and, and a I stud. hope he does well for Everton and or another team. <laughs> exactly. All right. You mentioned in our last episode, Brian, this week, about how Dean Smith at Norwich thinks that Norwich was the better team against Newcastle. <laughs> yes. Uh I have a really hard time believing that he believes those words, even as they're coming out of his mouth. When Sam Byram has the swing and a miss that he has, which leads to the Joe Linton goal, and then Cruel, Tim Cruel, essentially assists Bruno G on his goal. Those are the kind of mental lapses, which that's a kind way of describing it, that you have when you know you're going down and you're just playing out the rest of the season. And that's what this is going to be now for Norwich, I think. There's no yeah. pride here. Well, I was going to say, there's, we've, I think it's, it's amazing that what felt like was going to be a really fun kind of relegation battle has kind of turned into a bit of a, it's the, the yeah. one story is Everton and the other teams are like, it's just, it's already, the, the deal is sealed. It just seems yep. like it's not. For sure. Burnley and Everton, it's going to be interesting to see. In fact, let's talk about Burnley. Brian, I remember you saying at this time last year, like surely, like Burnley is doing just enough to stay up, but surely it's going to be next season, right? You said that before. This, yeah. You said that at this time last season, the, the way they're sliding backwards, surely it's going to be next season, right? Now here we are. Sean Dyche might be the price Burnley pays to stay up even another season. Yeah. And that fact wasn't lost on me as they defeated Wolves 1-0. Wow. It's, I mean, it's amazing to see the reactions from almost everybody after Dyche gets sacked to now where everyone's like, it's a miracle it paid off. <laughs> yeah. Like, it worked. How well, is that possible? Like, uh, Jamie Carragher, I think, was the one that said, like, if you had given Sean Dyche the money to spend on the club, you wouldn't have, have ever had to worry about getting about being relegated. That's my question. Yeah, Burnley's been in the league for years and years under Sean Dyche. Where's all this Premier League money going? Is the owner just pocketing this? I mean, seriously, it's not going into the club. Anyway, all right. Let's, Still trying to pay for COVID, Scott. Let's move on. Dave, the stat of the day has to do with your lineup. Yes. Scott's stat of the day is the number 6.2. The average 6.2. The average, this can't be right, the average shots on goal per game? There's no way that has to do with my team. That's interesting. I like it. Unless it's giving up that. That's a good spontaneous guess. Wait, this is based on his team? His fantasy team. Oh, his fantasy team? 
6.2 is how many times you wish you had transferred in James Ward Prowse. <laughs> the average number of times this podcast that you've said, I wish I had transferred in James Ward Prowse this week. That's probably spot on. Brian's closer. That is that is James Ward Prowse's current ownership. 6.2. Wow. 6.2%. That's risen, hasn't it? Is that is it higher than you would have thought? Yeah. I feel like that's gone up. Well, I, I like to think that me, my personal ownership has influenced... The James Ward Prowse resurgence. <laughs> yes, the diary of your season is definitely bringing up James. Ward. In uh, week I don't doubt anyone. He's a top ten midfield scorer. All right. Yeah, we'll talk more about that at the end of the season. Let uh, me just I'm teasing this. Let but me it's just gonna cla- be amazing. I know we've talked about this already, but just to clarify that Dean Smith and Eddie Howe for Newcastle and Norwich had similar opinions about the beginning of the match, in that Dean Smith was saying. The the place where Dean Smith, I feel like, was crazy is that he said, I don't think it was 3-0. We've been beaten 3-0 before, <laughs> and you felt it's been a kick. Okay. He's saying there wasn't, like, the, the match was tight. Okay. Until the Maybe, first goal, but Norwich, Eddie Howe echoed that sentiment. Okay, fair, however, fair, fine. however, Norwich I just want to like be... championship yes. Norwich. That's, oh, my goodness, yes. Absolutely. 100%. Yes. All right, in the NFL, and I know this is not a National Football League podcast, but in the NFL, you have teams every once in a while, like at least once a season, they they wear a different kind of uniform. They call them their color rush uniforms. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. That's usually on Thursday nights. All one color. Yep, Yep, on Thursday nights. Well, all-star listener Diane nailed it. This was like the Premier League version of color rush, the Brentford nil, Spurs nil match. The, the purple co- and the red and the white all over the pitch. It's yeah. a horrible clash. Yeah. Horrible clash. I said this on our last episode. I think Antonio Conte and all the rumors about him going to PSG next season are absolutely like, – Spurs are so fragile. They're so emo- emotionally fragile. And as much as you might disagree with this, I think the fact that they were doing so well for about a month there is proof of how emotionally fragile they are that I think they're done for the season. I do. I'm going to go on a limb and say that I think – any hope you have in your Spurs players giving you major returns like they've been giving you for the last month, dashed, done. What is Harry Kane thinking? I I, had, I stayed this season at Spurs because I had to. They did bring in a better manager in Antonio Conte. Now already he's th- you know the rumors are he's going to PSG. What well, does that mean for me next he, year? He might be thinking my favorite Pochettino's coming back. I don't know that he's calling him my favorite Pochettino. Harry Maybe. Kane is saying very literally. We have got to win all of our last five games to even think about being in the Champions League. He's saying, it's not done yet, but whoever makes the Champions League will be there deservedly. Do you know what that sounds like? It sounds like a guy who's ready to be in sixth. It's desperation. Scott, Harry Kane's not going to Manchester City. I didn't say he was. I know. I'm just saying. But what I'm telling you is he's not going anywhere but staying at Tottenham. I I think I think we'll see a repeat Scott, of last summer. He's not going anywhere but staying. That there. might be true, but he's not he's going not to anywhere try. else in England. And I don't think he's leaving to go to Madrid and or Barcelona and or PSG. It doesn't mean he's not going to try, man. He's not. He's not going. And I guess there's point, a chance he could go to United. At this point, if you're a Spurs player and you think your manager, this manager, the the, I mean, might as well be called an interim manager at this Holland point. Holland is going to City, so. Harry Kane's not going there. I it's get not it. going to be Holland and Harry saying, Kane. What's your motivation to keep playing this season at Spurs? 
to make top four. It's not going to happen, and they know it's not going to happen. Harry Kane's saying it to win their last five matches because he knows it's not going to happen. Just They have something to play for. Final match to discuss. Chelsea won, West Ham nil. I just want to give out my fantasy half point here in this match. That's it. Christian Pulisic? No, although Captain I do America? love that Captain America. Fabianski. He was amazing. No, my fantasy half point's going to go to Bill Leslie. Oh, I wish it was. Oh, of course Bill Leslie. I knew that. <laughs> you have no idea who Bill That would have been that. my last guess. Bill Leslie was the play-by-play announcer in the World Feed for this match. <laughs> okay. Most of the time, World Feed announcers really are people that I get to make fun of. Okay. Honestly. They're, they're, at, at best, they're nondescript. There's another word for you, Dave. Thank you. But Bill Leslie, there's only one manager that really, or not manager, announcer who really stands out, and it's Peter Drury. Mm-hmm. He is poetry in football. But Bill Leslie stood out in this match. He made a hilarious joke about buses in London in this match. So Chelsea didn't have their first shot on goal till 60 minutes in, and then they had two in that minute. And Bill Leslie says that it's reminding him of the bus service in the Chelsea part of London where there's nothing for 60 minutes and then there's two in two minutes. (laughs) And I'm like, this is amazing. I love this guy. Give me more Bill Leslie, just like I want more Stephen Warnock as a color commentator alongside Arlo White, fired Lee Dixon and Graham Lasso already. Give me Stephen Warnock. Give me Peter Drury. Give me Bill Leslie. These are the guys that I want to be listening to next season. I trust you implicitly on that, Scott. That's my nonsense from Game Week 34 as we are sitting here, Dave. Uh, As a reminder, the FPL America Podcast League Cup is continuing. We will continue. We will update people about. I I had mentioned this earlier. I tried to look up the standings. Brian, you started both of those. Can you see the actual cup standings? I wanted to see like a bracket and see who was winning. I agree. And I couldn't. So and and I don't even know if and I, my only question is can the league administrator go and actually see the standard of the tournament or is that strictly just held by the FPL itself which well, is very if annoying. You are still in the FPL America Podcast Cup League. We'd love to hear from you on social media. Because we don't know. I can't because see it we, right now. We're not in Again, the cup. Again, I've charged Brian to see if he can figure <laughs> out a way as the exactly. as the league administrator. Exactly. To, but I don't even know if the, if if he can. It's just it's very frustrating. Yeah. Uh, but our mini league starting their cup. The, its cup is starting in game week thirty five. Match week thirty five. Patreon dot com. Look up. I can see it. Podcast. So currently, uh, so I was out the first week. You guys were out the first week too. Is that how it worked? Oh yeah. Uh, we're great representations of this. Podcast. So current, I was barely out by the so, way. Uh, I, was, I was never in. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of teams that are still in it. Um, Any no- So you can see it. You can see the I results. I can see who's in it and currently in what is the round of 32, okay. which is the current game week. Any, Things that any are going headliners. on right now. Um, for sure, there are some headliners. N- names that we talk about all the time. We have, I just saw it, Game of Throw-Ins. Okay, of course. Game Anthony, of Throw-Ins is, uh, has made it into, the, into this round. Game of Throw-Ins is currently losing... To uh, Kenneth Fletcher, 859, uh, team 859, uh, it's 66 to 64. Ooh. Kenneth <laughs> has uh, Mason Mount captained. Uh, he has Bruno Fernandez 
and he will be getting um, – wait, did Brandon Williams play for uh, Norwich this week? He did not. So uh, he will be getting Diogo uh, Dallos points off of his bench. Oh, my gosh. If Dallos starts again for Manchester United. So currently he would be on a – technically be on a 67. All right, any other notes with, uh, with Yes, with Game of Throw-Ins okay. on a 64. Let me just say what he has. Hold on. He's on a 64 with Kai Havertz as his captain, and he also has Timo Werner yet to play. That one will come down to the wire for sure. Do we talk about Ole's at the wheel? I feel like we've talked about that guy before. Yeah, I lost to him. Is that League Michael? That's Mike. Yes, League Yeah, he Mike. knocked me out in the first round, barely. Well, you will be happy to know then on a revenge uh, game, Dave, he's about to lose probably. I getting, checked his points. He's getting crushed he's by bandwagon a... traders. John, uh, oh, John is beating League him John. currently. You just said his full name. League. Did I not say that? I said <laughs> for the other guy too. It... John, bandwagon traders. Uh, John is crushing Ole's at the right. wheel, fifty-eight to thirty-seven. A- any other and notables? I would also like to say that one of the uh, the mini mini league uh, we have. The Fighting Huangs. League Billy. League Billy still in it? Is up against League Barry. Oh, a mini, mini league battle. It is 51 to 47 as we sit here. Oh, uh, tight. With, uh, I know League Billy is Captain Mason Mount. With uh, League Barry is done. He is completely finished with 51 points. Oh, had, so all he needs he had, is. He had Captain Mo Salah. Oh, he's done. He's done then. League, League Billy's going to get more points. Well, you think. Uh, League Billy has Rudiger. Started Rudiger this week. Um, so, yeah, he is done, actually, because Rudiger, I think, unless Rudiger gets off of his injury, uh, League Billy will have James Justin uh, subbing in. Correct. And he'll get, for the six. He'll get, with six points. So, he's right. already yeah, on it. So, a, that match is probably done. He's right. already on a 53. Any other notables? Yeah. League Aaron. Tony time. Is destroying... Can I touch? He hasn't even been paying attention. Can I touch? His life has taken over. How is he still alive in this cup? I got to call him and tell him. He's still alive in the FPL Cup. He is He is currently crushing uh, <laughs> Liam. Team, can I touch Diaz? <laughs> it is 48 to 18. Wow. Can I touch Diaz? <laughs> Has 18 points. Is this in reference to Liverpool's Diaz or is there another Diaz? Ruben the- Diaz. Ruben, Ruben Diaz. Ruben Diaz. Yes. Okay, all right. Yes. How this guy this guy's this guy's team is the deadest team I have ever seen. Can I touch Diaz? Let me read you his starting lineup. And this guy has be- has beaten all of us in the this in this cup. I would just like to point this out. Goalkeeper Pickford. He is starting Roman Saiz, Kukurea, Luke Shaw, Coutinho, Foden, Jared Bowen, Bernardo Silva, Kane, Antonio, and Ronaldo. That team has his made it bench, than mine. His bench is Gunnarsson, goalkeeper. I don't even know what Gunnarsson team is. <laughs> he has as his bench McKinstry. <laughs> Who? I don't know. <laughs> McKinstry, Stuart McKinstry, a midfielder for Leeds United, in his first bench spot, Sergio Regulon, 
and Simikas. Simikas. That's his bet. That's his team. He has 18 points. He has advanced into this current round. Oh my god! Can I touch? Yes. All right. Well, hey, thanks for that update. Um, round of 32. This is gonna be exciting. We have some well-known names. We're gonna continue to update that at this point on the weekly basis. Round of 16. Going into next week, we'll report on that. Scott, we crushed it through three pods. We covered, I think, so many points, so on point, and that doesn't even make sense. For the FP America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.